ESPN Central Texas, Baylor's Director of Athletics. Mac, I'm sorry we can't be doing this in person. I mean, I felt like we really, the chemistry when we can see each other is almost off the charts. And, you know, when you can kind of see me writing my notes, peering through prescription sunglasses, I felt like we really had something there. Uh, would you like to go back to the in-person visits? Well, there, there's no doubt there was a uh, special connection. Um, but uh, something that good, too much of it, can, can also be, be harmful. So I, I, think, I think we've got a right cadence right now. <laughs> I don't feel like you want to go every other one even. feel like you might want to go another year, and then next year's bowl game we'll try it again. That's, uh, I think I'm a, I understand that. I understand that approach. Now, this NIL Advisory Council, now that's a good crew that y'all have put together, and, um, and I know some of those guys. I mean, that's an interesting group. And I was just really curious, like, kind of what, when, when y'all, well, when, when that group kind of, and I know it kind of came together organically, I mean, some of these people have been interested and already been helping Baylor in huge ways. Tell us what that uh, council, like, how it will function. I was reading some of what you said, but I also wanted to kind of follow up to see what, you know, how you see that uh, functioning, because these people have written a lot of checks that have been great for Baylor Athletics, but I sense that they're going to be obviously on an advisory council kind of pushing people or pointing people in the right direction. How do you see this uh, functioning? Yeah, so I, I appreciate the uh, the question. As you mentioned, you know, the, the group came together organically. Uh, obviously, it's a, it's a group of, of, uh, of uh, alums, donors, right, that have great passion for the university, uh, for Baylor athletics and and for our student athletes, it's a group that we we really trust and and they're certainly aligned with with our preparing champions for life, um, and they've done a lot for our university, um, you know, in terms of uh, uh, time, talent, treasure, um, you know, they've they've donated to to the university in a in a variety of different ways, avenues, um, and you know they. They have been uh, a big part of, of donating to uh, to the name, image, and likeness efforts as as well. And uh, you, you said it right. You know, they're an advisory council. Um, they'll help shape, form, you know, strategies, uh, help fundraise. Um, they work uh, directly uh, with GXG in tandem with uh, with uh, the GXG uh, staff. Um, you know the the GXG staff is is really, um, you know, they're the they're the staff that's boots on the ground, the day to day. They're they're the staff that's responsible for executing name, image, and likeness uh, name, image, and likeness partnerships between our student athletes and and local businesses. So we think you know uh, the the combination of the two, the advisory council with the uh, GXG staff members or, or GXG. Um, is uh is is really you know a a a powerful combination and um you know we we've we've tried to be different in the space you know we uh, we we've always said from the from the onset that that name image and likeness is is really important and uh we want you know we want to participate in it we want our student athletes to benefit from it but we want to do it the right way and uh we want it tied uh, to something that's, um, you know, um, 
know, bigger than just, you know, one-off opportunities, you know, here and there. And, and I think this connection with the, with the, uh, with the Waco community and, and the local business community and, uh, is is something that uh, you know I think will be good for for uh, for the local businesses and for our student athletes. What about with uh, Keontae George? Can we start piling up some nil money? <laughs> I think you just explained to me we can't do the one off. But my goodness, watching him in that environment, in that uh, rabid, uh, hostile environment, wasn't that something, Mac? A guy I know like you who loves basketball and has always been at places with great basketball, including Baylor. What, I mean, you don't normally see a freshman function like that. So I'm, I'm all for kind of pooling some money together to see if we can have a sophomore year with Keontae. Yeah, so, you know, some of those, you know, and, and back to the name, image, and likeness question, you know, obviously some of the, the really, really high-profile student-athletes, they, they, in addition to, you know, what, what's, um, what, what's happening through GXG, you know, they, they do have some of their, their own – you know, um, name image and likeness deals and, 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 uh, you know, it's a whole new world and, and an agent that, that helps them with those deals. And so, um, Keontae, as you mentioned, man, unbelievable performance, you know, in Morgantown, uh, the, the three point shot to end the first half, um, was, was unbelievable. Um, you know, I, I think the best thing about Keontae is he is a team player first, and I, I think you would the 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 rest of his team would uh, teammates would would say that um, I think he really really cares uh, about Baylor about about his team about his teammates and it's you know all of that first before it's you know uh, any any of his accolades and and how he performs and uh, yeah huge game for him and you know that was obviously a a really good road game for us a, a you know a, a much needed victory that's not an easy place to play um you know just just ask Jalen Bridges and uh, you know I, I do want to say something I, yeah. I, I was really proud of Jalen Bridges and and the way he handled uh all of that and uh we we all know the chance and you know not for not for public radio but uh Man, that that was really tough for him, you know, growing up within 60 miles of, of that campus, and um, he he handled it like um, I don't know, like a just a mature um, professional, and uh, you know, gets a double double. And his comments after after the uh, um, after the game, you know, some of the some of the media tried to try to lead him down you know, uh, a, a pathway or two and he, and he wouldn't do it. And he just, he stayed above the fray and really proud of him. How would you have handled that at the Farrell center? I don't think our students would be saying some of that, but it, it, when you were hearing some of that, is that a time when you think a coach or administrator might actually get involved or is it just, Hey, this is college basketball and it's going to get kind of ugly and nasty sometimes. Oh, it's a, it's a really fair question, you know, and, and, you know, I'm going to be sensitive in terms of answering it because every, every position or every place is different. And I don't, you know, I, I certainly don't want to call out, you know, any, any administration there. And, you know, the athletic director is brand new there. And so just a lot of going on, but, you know, there was a sign or two that, that were, that were up in the arena and, and some of the chance that, 
you know, that's that's just stuff that that we're not going to tolerate in uh, in the Farrell Center. And we when we get to the pavilion, um, that will that will be the same. We know that AD, don't we? That new AD. So yeah, that is uh, kind of interesting. Talking to Mac Rhodes, uh, Baylor Athletics Director on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. What were your thoughts on the hire of uh, Matt Pallage to be the defensive coordinator? In some ways, you kind of called that on our show recently. You said, hey, I think it could be a young, up-and-coming type coach, and he does fit that bill. I think he's 35 years old. Um, What did you think of Matt before, and what kind of makes you think, okay, he's ready for this step now? Yeah, so, you know, obviously loved Matt before, and – I think Coach Aranda and I knew that was a really big loss losing him, and um, you know at the time we just we couldn't provide that that opportunity that that he was getting at Oregon, you know the co defensive coordinator. Um, so from a from a person standpoint, um, you know off the charts from a you know culture fit mission fit with with Baylor, you know in, uh, with Baylor University our Christian values, you know um off the off the charts he gets it um embraces it lives it and uh and then i think from a from a you know schematic defensive coordinator scheme all of that um uh, i i think he's you know i think he's ready and um you know i i think he has the poise and the in the uh the composure the the intellect uh he's a grinder uh He's he's going to work tremendously hard at uh, at at being is the the best possible defense coordinator that that he can be, and then you know I I think you can, you know, um, if if you're going to err right, you can you can err on a, on you know probably uh, the the experience side, you know somebody that that's a little bit you know inexperienced that that hasn't called it before when when Dave Aranda is your head coach and uh and so you know I, I look forward to the Matt you know um hitting the ground running he already has in terms of recruiting and you know great energy and uh I, I'm I'm fired up about the hire I think it's I think it's a really a, a, a great hire for for us and in juice taking that job at Texas Tech was it the same thing? We just didn't, uh, you know, Baylor couldn't offer him what they were offering in terms of the assistant head coach and some of the titles and maybe because you don't you don't lose coaches over money. It's, it's very rare that I've seen that happen. Was that a similar thing of why it was you couldn't really hold on to, to Pallage a couple of years ago or last year? Yeah, I, I think that particular one, it wasn't necessarily the title um, because, you know, you can give some titles and, and what kind of substance and reality is, is, is behind it. Uh, but I think on, on that one, quite frankly, it was more about responsibility. There was, you know, he's he's going to get some responsibility there that, you know, um, just, you know, wasn't wasn't going to get here. And, and, uh, and, you know, within the structure of our staff and, um, and some some other things, right? Just um, you know, there wasn't a way to, to to afford some of that that responsibility when you think about uh, the offense. And you know, we've we've got you know, Coach Grimes, which is 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 uh, done a fantastic job. But we also you know have somebody like a, a Sean Bell that is is you know very very uh, astute and and in that space when we think about offensive scheme and 
and uh, and Eric Mateos. And so um, that was more about, you know, not title, but but uh, about responsibility. So I do think it's uh, I think it's a it's a good thing for for Juice. Uh, I, I really do. You know, I've, I've known him since he was a player at Houston. Uh, love him to, to, to death, but I think it's a really good opportunity for us. And I also think it's a really good opportunity for, for, uh, for Baylor as well. And, you know, coaches is, is already in conversation with some, with some, some candidates. And, you know, I, I think we'll, we'll close out the, that position here soon. You don't want to announce that on the Mosley show this afternoon? Uh, not yet. Not yet. But, uh, <laughs> call me tomorrow. It's... It's it's oh Saturday okay it's a good platform for that. Uh, do you do you monitor the transfer portal? Are you like a lot of us? I'm not saying you get in the portal and see who's in there, but do you? I mean, it, it is amazing, isn't it? How it's changed everything, and now now there's a free agency in college football. And by the way, Baylor's gotten very active in it, and and certainly got a uh, Sawyer Robertson, a talented quarterback from Mississippi State. What do you? How often do you kind of check, okay, what's happening? Because you're not a huge Twitter guy, but I'm sure you have a lot of people who inform you things throughout the day. Where, where are you right now with the transfer portal? Yeah, you know, I, I, I do pay attention. Um, pay attention to it, you know, for a couple of different reasons. You know, I, I serve on the, the NCAA football oversight uh, committee, so it's it's obviously a – a topic of conversation and you know you think about you know just over the the, the two full years with the, the transfer portal of, of tracking and you know the average number of, of uh, student athletes entering the transfer portal and I'm talking specifically about football uh, FBS it's it's increased you know this this past year you know we don't have numbers for the year that we're in right now but, but this past year it's been about nine and a half uh, per per institution per FBS, uh, so you, you you think and you 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 take a close look at that, you know specifically to Baylor, you know I look at it and uh, and and you know all of the circumstances are are different, unique, and so you know um, our you know our players entering the portal for us because of a culture deal or is it because just opportunity really to play. Um, or is it because you know what? And, and this is happening a lot, right? If if you're active in the in the uh, in the in the in the transfer portal, and and uh, you know you can you know shore up some some positions, and you know you've you've got a student athlete or, or or two or three or four that you know are toward the end of their eligibility here, and and you know, maybe they're just not, not going to play as much. It's, it's the right time for them to leave and, and the number of scholarship allocations, right? You have 85. And so there's a lot of this and it's like you said, Matt, it's a little bit of a free agency and, and roster management, you know, going into this year, we, we had the second fewest uh, student athletes entering the, the transfer portal. I think Northwestern had like 27 and we were at, at 28. Um, and so I don't, I don't know what that will look like when we, when we close out this year, but, uh, yeah, that's a long answer. I, I do pay attention. Yeah. Well, you almost need, don't you, a transfer portal coach in a sense to just, and I, I guess you could divide that up, but it's become so important. I do, I, I, I believe staffs now are hiring people and that's their primary focus. I mean, which would completely make sense to me. Um, and I, I don't know if, if that's something that Baylor's kind of done or they still kind of divided up and everybody's taking a peek 
Uh, is that something you're hearing about in college football, like actually make, having people that that's all they do is focus on who's in the portal? Yeah, they, they you know, there's certainly, they're certainly um, you know, more of that. Um, and, and people, you know, again, are, are learning more about the transfer portal. I, I think the bad part of, uh, of, of all of this, right, the negative part of all of this is, um, you know, you're having, you know, institutions um, communicate, maybe not directly, but, but you know, through, through other people, uh, with with student athletes on on you know at other institutions teams right before they even enter into the transfer portal and you know even you know trying to convince them to get into the portal and and, and come to your your institution and you know that that's part of it you know the season ends and you know we we uh, implemented a, a dead period you know at the end of the the season the football oversight you know four days for our coaches just to be able to kind of wrap your arms around your current players and protect them. Because um, I'm telling you, this is the reality of it. You know, for us, Baylor, we, we had a couple of players that were younger that maybe, you know, um, didn't play as much as they wanted to or thought they would. Right. And then now all of a sudden you've got other people talking to them about that, you know, that are acting on behalf of other schools and it's crazy. And that needs to stop. Um, that's that's the really negative piece about about all of this. So um, there's a lot of work to be done in this in this space. Yeah, and it's called tampering in other sports. And uh, and you're right there. Maybe there's something they could come up with. But uh, man, that gets into enforcement. Uh, well, that was uh, I really always enjoy it, Mac. Uh, I appreciate it so much. Uh, fun stuff happening with Baylor. Uh, women have a big game. Men tomorrow, Oklahoma State, and uh, just a lot of activity and uh, around the campus right now. I saw tennis is get ready to get started. I mean, you know, unbelievable tennis programs. So it really is a fun time of year uh, as we get the students back, get the second semester rolling, and won't it be fun to get the students back into those games and, and get some uh, full crowds and, and, again, work on those opposing players, just not do it in a, in a nasty sort of way, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, Matt, I, I always appreciate the time on the show. You know, Monday is, is uh, Martin Luther King Day. Happy Martin Luther King Day to everyone. Uh, such a, an unbelievable individual uh, that, that had such a, such a great impact on this nation. All right. Well said. I, I appreciate it, Mac. I'll talk to you soon. Yep. Mac Rhodes, there he goes, Baylor's Director of Athletics, the AD. On a lot of different topics there. I was uh, fascinated with all this NIL. Uh, Baylor's been a little bit deliberate on it. I think that was on purpose. And they were never going to be one of the, just the Wild West kind of schools that was going to have just millions in the coffers. I'm talking like some of these schools that might have uh, spent 13 to 20 million on like one class. That just wasn't going to happen. It doesn't really go with what Baylor's doing, but they do have to keep up, and they do have to be involved in it. And as Max said, they got to do it in the right way. In this advisory council, I think we'll find out more of kind of what they will be doing, but I think it's good to get people that have been donating, have given big money, will write the checks, they will lead, and then they will point people in the right direction, and then they'll sort of provide credibility for some of these, the uh, – the GXG, some of the things Mac was talking about to get more people involved 
and uh, and and start giving all that uh, NIL money. All right, it is the uh, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Aaron, I started to ask him about that Kevin Warren leaving the Big Ten. I I don't know if they're friends or not. I didn't want to put him in a, a weird spot. I, nobody really liked Kevin Warren. Now, Mac gets along with most people. He may have had a pretty good relationship with him, but I didn't want to, you know, I just thought, whatever. He's leaving Big Ten. Now, I hope they don't, you know, Mac's name comes up sometimes, and, and President Livingstone's name comes up, but I do think both of them now have uh, big contract extensions. So I think the Bears will be able to uh, to hold on. All right, um, man, really uh, great conversation there, and we've had uh, Scott Drew on today, Baylor men's coach, uh, Mac Rhodes, and we just covered a lot of ground and always enjoy it. Next, we'll say goodnight and start getting you ready for a wild card weekend. Baylor Bear basketball all season long with Pat and John here on the home of the Bears.